I finished a book in the pool yesterday uh -huh. and I was crying so hard I couldn't see the pages. <laughs> and that's how you know it was a good book. Yeah. And what book was it? Crescent City by Sarah J. Mass, okay. everyone. You finished it. That's nice. I sobbed and sobbed. Is this and just sobbed. like the Sarah J. Mass fan club now or something? Like, I think I so. Think so. I'm Once here. all of her books are read, I guess I'll have to move on. But yeah. currently I'm reading Scythe by Neil Shusterman. Yeah. Schusterman? How would you say that? Mm, I think maybe Schusterman? I don't know. Schusterman. Just, I think maybe Schusterman. Anyways, guys, it's a, it's a trilogy, and I've got all three books, and I'm, oh my god, I forgot how, like, dense a Sarah J. Mass book is. Yeah, I'm, fl I'm like, halfway done yes. with Scythe already. Right, I've, I've done that, too, where, like, I've, even with audiobooks and stuff, like, certain authors or whatever, like, you just... Fly through it way, yeah. way fast. It's less dense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's less going and, on, and literally. Honestly, her books are not that dense. They're just for, like, a... YA or like a fantasy fiction. I, I don't know how to it's, describe yeah, that. Yeah, it's definitely like... It's dense. Yeah, it's actually. plot heavy. It's and, plot heavy. It's yeah. dense. Me. Or character development heavy. And... Me, my life. Okay. <laughs> Main character development. I would argue maybe not. <laughs> Speaking, of, Speaking which, of which, I'm Sammy. I'm Skylar. Welcome to our podcast. I hope everyone's having a good week. Um, Skylar cried in the pool. So he finished his book, started a new one. Um, I did a whole bunch of stuff that at this point in time, I'm literally forgetting and blanking on. <laughs> I, I got to play a lot of disc golf this past weekend. Um, I'm going to play a lot of disc golf this coming weekend. I have a big tournament I'm registered in. I'm playing, um, D-Glow in Michigan. And yeah, I'm going to have like 16 girls in my division which is pretty good. Uh, normally the divisions are like two to three, if that. So I'm really excited to have like a big field of women to compete against and it's a major tournament. So if I even place top three, top five, I'll be really, really happy with that. So that's what I've been thinking about. Hell yeah. As well as just, you know, my normal business because I'm a business bitch now. <laughs> Uh, and everything put out a Venus and Virgo Mercurial Monday video. It's the first Mercurial Monday video I've put out in like over a month. So that's really exciting. And Isn't it weird how fast time flies? Like how has it already been a month I know. since the last one? How is that possible? I don't know. It happened very quickly. And how is it like, I feel like time's already running out for me to like write the script and edit and film and, and, and do all of the things for next week's. Um, next week's is going to be very big because Jupiter is moving back. It's retrograding back into the sign of Aquarius uh, where it started the year out in. Uh, took a little test preview, which I think I mentioned briefly on one of our episodes when it first went into Pisces, but um, it's been in Pisces for so about two months. Weird. Is coming? Yeah, big weird. Big, big aliens. <laughs> big, big aliens, aliens are, coming. are coming. Yeah, where, where I said Pisces is big water, just, just as big a joke. Uh, yeah, we have big aliens now, so, you know, look out for that. Shit. I've been um, seeing so much alien stuff recently, like, within know. the last two weeks or so. Oh, Jupiter's gonna bring in <laughs> big aliens. Uh, I would have sex with an alien. You if one, are an alien. If one propositioned me, Yeah. and it was hot, Yeah. I would have sex with an alien. Okay. Would you? Yeah, I have sex with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like weak like in my direction. Right? <laughs> You're like, oh. Wow, I love your shit. <laughs> wow. So, like, what's space like? Yeah. <laughs> what's your planet? You have any cool drugs? What's your, <laughs> what's your cosmos? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So, like, let's say an alien is from another galaxy. Would they have different charts than us because they have different constellations surrounding them? Yeah, I mean, they'd have to, right? Like We'd have to, like, learn their astrology. How cool would that be? Yeah. I, there's, like, a really cool um, conversation that, like, I definitely don't know that much about. But, like, it's it's a question of, like, okay, well, if we lived on Mars, how would astrology be different? Because the center is, the different. Center is different and things like that. And it's a great question and something to, like, explore as soon as we live on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> but as of now, so like if you were I don't know what on the Mars, then you would have like your like the Earth would be in your house, like like that just kind of blows my mind. If you were born know, on right? Mars, I know, right? I would shit my pants with like well, remember how Chrissy Blaze has a whole book on Earth as Earth as what was it? I don't know. I got rid I of think, it. Did no, you? no, did I give it to you? I think you gave it to me, maybe. I don't remember. We'll have to look it up. But anyways, it was a whole thing about like Earth as uh, the planet. I saw some posts from her recently about aliens, actually, and like communing with them. (laughs) Okay, well, here comes Jupiter Aquarius. She's just giving you a preface. Honestly, this is so funny about like someone that is like a a part of like a weird fringe society. Like when the aliens come, it's going to be her laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. You know? And then us laughing at her. Into the alien sex into lounge. The, into the, <laughs> she's going to be laughing all the way to the alien sex she's lounge. sipping cosmic cocktail. <laughs> like, and like, she's going to be like, I've been waiting so long for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do you know how much work I've been doing? I'm ready. <laughs> Speaking of alien sex dungeons, yeah. I <laughs> have been reading the book Scythe, yeah. right? And... So this is the premise, and I kind of had a fun little, like, mini-game that we could maybe play. Okay. And uh, so Scythe is based in the future where there's no more disease, uh, there's no more death, or anything like that. Like, we've conquered that, right? Like, oh. everyone has these, like, weird little nanobots in them that just, like, regenerate them. Okay. Love and that. anyways, uh, because the population has been growing exponentially, there's, like, this government force called Scythes, and they just randomly pick people and kill them. Mm. So that... Yum. The Earth doesn't literally become literally. so populated. There's yeah. no room for walking. Yeah. And it's totally random. Or they pick their victims. Anyways, so I thought maybe we could, like, pick, like... The people to kill? No, no. Oh, oh. that's like... Hey. <laughs> I like that. So I was thinking, like, sure that's what, the like, what if you want. laid out, like, three cards and you just, like, ha- so, okay, this is, like, a challenge for you. I just want to see okay. how you react to this okay, because okay, okay, this okay. is, like, an actual test in the book. Okay. And I want to see, like, What kind how, of scythe I am? I want to see what kind of scythe you are. Okay. Okay, so lay out three cards. Okay. Tarot cards, by the way. For tarot any, cards. For any new listeners. We just, you know, we play some games. We chit-chat about life or anything spiritual or not spiritual and astrology based or even tarot and oracle we do whatever whatever the fuck we want but also a lot of our games are based on murder and killing sex or murder yeah which is a big mood (laughs) (laughs) so if you're into that so if you're into that last week's episode was also murder (laughs) all right so oh here's one kill someone right yeah so you're laying out three cards and you have to pick which card you eliminate from tarot forever like you've gleaned it i literally get rid of from tarot forever wow okay and imagine you're like literally killing these people (laughs) do i get to pick the way i kill them or do i just like you can also pick the way that you kill them wait really yeah you absolutely can that's part of it oh okay um so that i pulled the eight of swords 
which for people who don't know the tarot, it's a uh, person standing, they're bound, they have um, something over their eyes so they can't see, and they're in a surrounding of swords that are stuck in the ground, almost like a cage, but it's open on one end, like you can just walk out. Then I have the Nine of Cups, which is a figure sitting on a, a bench with his arms crossed and a table with nine cups behind him, and he looks kind of smug. And then I have the Strength card, which is a major arcana. It's a big old card, and there's a figure with an infinity symbol above their head, and they're petting a lion. So, if I had to Who are you kill... Killing? I think we need to keep Strength. Strength is kind of influential and in doing good things for the common good of people right now. Until they prove otherwise, then, um, you know, I think that one's, that one's you pretty say safe. That. Um, then I have the Eight of Swords and the Nine of Cups. I almost, my instinct tells me, like, the easy way out is to take out the Eight of Swords and just put them out of their misery because the Eight of Swords is kind of someone that already thinks they're going to die. Mm -hmm. um, like, it gives me, like, oh, my time is coming. Like, here I am. Just, there's no way out kind of vibes. Whereas, like, Nine of Cups is kind of like, everything's great. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful for this life I live. Like, look at all of my shit. Like, come see how good I look. Mm -hmm. um, but part of me makes me want to flip the switch on that and say, like, well, if you're so grateful, you've had a good life, you've done what you can do, you've enjoyed, like, makes me feel like I want to take the nine so of cups out. So keep the other girl suffering. <laughs> no, I feel like, I think that if she knew that she was up on the chopping block and I let her free then I think maybe she would turn her life around and make something out of the rest of it. You know what I mean? I feel like okay. I feel like I would only not kill the Eight of Swords being able to tell this person that they were on the chopping block and that they were free this time. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because the whole thing about the Eight of Swords is, one of the whole things at least, is, is that you feel like you're bound, but you really aren't. You know, that you can get free. You're only subject to your your own trappings of your mind or you know whatever it is like you're the one that's bound yourself up if you could see the path forward you, you would know you could just hobble your way out of there so um, who are you killing i'm killing the nine of cups that's your final answer that's my final answer you actually lose there's, because there's no losing no there absolutely is a good scythe always refuses their first kill and you couldn't wait I mean, you literally told me that you. Had I know. To I was just seeing. I was just seeing what you would do. I was. Why would I ever refuse my first kill? You didn't <laughs> tell me like that was an option. Well, in the book, right? Okay. He's like, "This is your first kill." Yeah. And it's not an option for her not to do it, but she still refuses. So seeing, if you would refuse. Why would I ever refuse? I know you wouldn't. I just couldn't wait to tell you you lost. Yeah, I didn't lose. Uh, I do think that I like my reasoning, though, because I feel like someone who has Nine of Cups can can go with, like, a happy spirit and feeling mm -hmm. fulfilled and feeling like they've, you know, they've accomplished a lot, that they're worthy. It feels like Nine of Cups, you know, you did what you could and your time's over. Okay, so I'm going to keep mine random. I have three face down and okay. I'm going to pull up who I kill because okay. it's random. The Three of Swords <laughs> is gone. Okay. And then who's left is the devil and the moon. Oh, see? Oh. Random's always you're gonna best. You're going to kill the death? Oh, no. You killed kill the three, three of swords? swords. So, I didn't understand what you just did. And I don't think the listeners did it either. I don't understand what I did. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> I had three cards face down, and like death, I yeah. was truly ran down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I know that something that you said about the book was the fact that, like, if you want to be saved, then you can't be saved or something like that. Like, oh, yeah, or like you can't be a scythe. Or, yeah, if, if you, you want, want to be, be a scythe, scythe, you can't be one. You can't be a scythe. Mm-hmm. So why don't I flip three cards and choose which of them would be the best scythe? Oh, I love that. Okay. I love that. And you can do that too, but don't make it as weird and quick and random as you did before. Cause I was feeling all over the place. Yeah, I feel like it w- would have been nice if we weren't filming a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I chose the High Priestess. I mean... She'd be obviously I mean, the best side. She'd obviously be the best side. But just to appease the rest of them, I pulled the Four of Pentacles. And I got the fucking Nine of um, Cups, again. Cups again. He said you thought. He said you thought I'd be the best <laughs> to kill. But in fact, I'd I'm the be best the killer. bestest side. But no, I really don't. Because I feel like the Nine of Cups would want his family and his things preserved. So, out. Mm-hmm. Um, Four of Pentacles feels a little greedy for a scythe. Yeah. Um, not again, the best. feels a bit protective like of the family. Like he would steal their stuff after he killed them. Yeah. Which, I mean, is not the worst thing ever because they're gone. So it's like, you know, what do they need it for? But I mean, obviously, the high priestess would make the ultimate scythe, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that's fun. I don't know your book and I, whatever, but, uh, it sounds cool. Oh, my God. I had tabs pulled up for later, and they're gone. You always do that. No, my computer auto-updated. This is the worst podcast <laughs> we've ever done. It's not the worst podcast we've ever done. We're not even that far into it. Relax. We're 13 minutes <laughs> You need to relax. I will pause it, and you can find Hold whatever on. you need to find. Oh Go in your browsing this. history. You know what, people? We're taking a quick pause. He's having a full, like full blown fucking meltdown. Thank God I found the articles. <laughs> I was having a full meltdown because I worked really hard to find them. Yeah, well, I'm thank you, I'm thankful for your time, and it was a little dramatic, but we're here. We're I back. We're in, not even 15 minutes into this podcast episode. I was in so. full theatrics. Yeah, he's like, that's the what. Okay, guys, so the okay. reason it took so long to find the articles was because <laughs> I went down to Jeffrey Dahmer's serial killer rabbit hole, and I didn't realize that every time you click on an image, it saves it to your history. Oh. So I had to scroll through. Like, I was just, like, clicking through photos of him and, like, his victims. <laughs> and then, okay, and then I found this, um, like, virtual tour of his apartment. Oh. I was walking through Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment and it oh. saved all of my clicks. <gasps> the government knows. Yeah. Okay. And it was weird. I was like zooming in on his trash can and stuff. I was like I was like, what did Jeffrey Dahmer put in the fucking trash can? Mm-hmm. I like explored his takeout. Cool. Like I looked under his bed. There was a body. And then Wait, really? Yeah, but that was like a part of like this a different tour where they like had like scarce jump scares in it. Uh, I don't okay. know, it was random. Okay, cool. It's so random. You're so crazy. And then and then this was like super scary. Like while I'm going through like I was trying to see like what his victims actually looked like as like human beings and not just like dead bodies. They actually have some of the dead bodies like online. Oh no! Just like just like if you just search Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. No way! Like some of the results are just. They're dead bodies. 
That's awful. Can you believe that? I I totally figured that Google and Bing would have filtered that out or yeah. make, made that like not viewable. So yeah. I was like really shocked to see that. Ooh. It's like what, some of them are naked, straight up naked. And you uh, like you see their wieners. Uh, <laughs> Skyler. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> He's fucking dead. <laughs> that's his wiener. That's his wiener. Oh, that's uh, awful. Something weird. He would like. Why is this now? <laughs> Why is this Dahmer. a Jeffrey Dahmer podcast? podcast. He would like. Um, I'm so confused he, and uncomfortable, but continue. He would like position them like dolls mm-hmm. and like take photos of them like it was like a dollhouse. Yikes. Okay, guys. You know how like some people are like there's no such thing as evil. We're all one. Yeah. Um. I think evil is totally real. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, slice people up and, and like, parade them around like dolls. Like, there's only so much manifesting you can do to right. not get kidnapped by a Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. right? Absolutely. Like, how fucking scary is that? That's really scary. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, ladies, keep your guard up. <laughs> and um, speaking of ladies, yeah. I found this article... We're transitioning like that. Okay. Called How to Avoid Creeping Women Out. Oh, I love this. Okay, great. Love it's, it. It's called How to Avoid Creeping Women Out. Why is it so easy for a man to look like a creep? <laughs> and this was from July 4, 2017 by Frank McAndrew. Okay. Long story short, there is nothing you can do to avoid creeping women out. Mm, yeah, no, it's Does just that kind of legit? ingrained in our everyday life and, and culture. And he, he said that... Um, this was the part I found the most, like, duh. But mm. also, it's, like, really nicely explained. It says, women universally report the feeling that a guy in question, like, a creep in question, has sexual interest in them. And this was not perceived as harmless or flattering, obviously. Mm. Yeah. The fact that women are at greater risk of assault and that the blah, 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 blah. They're more likely to fear any guy that's a creep because they must be a pervert, obviously. Mm. And then, like, the words creep and pervert are interchangeable. It was just a really good article yeah. about how, like, all men can do is, like, mitigate women's discomfort. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing you can do to avoid it. Yeah. Right? Like, just, like, by virtue of being, like, a weird, like, man like me in corners, right. like, I am creepy. Right. Well, okay, just like unless I'm in like my tank top things, and booty shorts, then maybe I'm not threatening. Yeah, I mean, some of the first things too that just come to my mind, which is really weird that it's going this way, but without all of the awful history that women have gone through with regards to men uh, and just the basic, not only um, sexism, but this is a hard topic. But anyways, you know, all of the history and even genetically passed down fear through women uh, from men, just on like a bio level of like thinking about how animals interact and like Do you see how men the just mating... as inherently creepy? No, not even like creepy. It's more so like in the wild, like thinking <laughs> about like birds, right? Yeah. Um, like taking this down to like a super basic animalistic topic, Mm -hmm. right? Like birds, right? They have to do mating dances and mating calls and whatever, and they have to fight. Like some birds have to go through elaborate dances to woo a woman or to make the woman feel comfortable to stay even around to give the 
guy bird a chance, right? Yeah. Um, and if she's not interested or she's creeped out or unimpressed, she's just like, <laughs> bye and flies away. I'm sending this article to the blue-footed boobies of the world. Literally, you know? And so just thinking about it on a basic level, like there is something instinctual about, if not just like chemical attraction or makeup or what makes someone feel comfortable around other people, you add on a layer of just cultural garbage um that if men aren't brought up right or environmentally you know helped to be not creepy um yeah i can see how like most women are just gonna want to walk the fuck away or find another female bird to latch onto because the creepy fucking bird is doing this weird dance like I mean, again, that aside is like taking something and a very serious big topic and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. minimizing it to something that is like, but that's where my mind was going and just like on a basic mm-hmm. genetic level. But isn't it weird how like some men are just so naturally creepy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at all times. Yeah. Like I have there's... like five right now just immediately popping into my head. Same. Um, and just obnoxious. A gay man can be creepy, obviously, but the... Uh, I find straight men to be more creepy. And so when you say gay men to be creepy, do you think of it as creepy to other gay males or yes. creepy to all people? I, I, I'd say like there, there's there got to be one or two gems out there that are creepy to all people mm-hmm. represent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We can be just as horrid as everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but usually if a gay man is creepy, he's just creepy to other gay men. He's not yeah. creepy to like, like... He could be creepy to a woman, but... Mm-hmm. I feel like usually, like, if a gay man is creepy, a woman senses that this man is no threat. I'm a threat to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so... Um, and it's interesting, too, because the word creepy, to me, doesn't feel interchangeable towards many women. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that women can't be creepy and are The article creepy. touched on that. It said that you almost never see a woman described as creepy because... You see them as, like, aggressive yeah. or bitchy or... Um, it said usually because, like, creepy is so synonymous in this context with pervert. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's, like, the sexual innuendo that makes a creep a creep, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, like, women don't often give off those creepy sexual innuendos like or you're not maybe ins- statistically fall into yeah perverted yeah because um, oh i'm sure that a lot of our lady friends are. Out we can't are be totally sec- we can't no we can't like just call out men and say that they're only creepy but there is something to be said at least in today's culture of the statistics being a lot higher and leaning towards male men um, are creeps men yeah are fucking creepy it- it says that all men go through a creep period, apparently, in which they're learning the ropes of romantic life. During this period, men are young and experienced, nervous and awkward, blah, 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 blah. In other words, it takes them a period of trial and error to figure out how not to be creepy. And however, some men never figure it out. I think that that is a fucking horrible thing to put in an article. I think that that is basically... That just made my fucking blood It, it made boil. my skin crawl a little bit. That's... Those sentences are feeling like... Right? Like, how could you ever... Like, that basically makes any sort of time period of men being creepy giving it an okay. (laughs) You're just learning, so it's... No. There's no, like, learning how to not be creepy. There's learning how to not be awkward. There's learning how to not be, I guess, could awkward come off as creepy? 
potentially. I don't know. I just feel like that sen- those sentences were not it. That did not work for me. Um, yeah. Because I, especially, like, I don't know, in younger years, interacting with males, uh, there's been some awkward moments, but they didn't come off as creepy, and I could feel it was, like, them figuring out how to interact with me. Uh, and if like there's just a big difference between creepy and like it doesn't make it okay if they're learning like yeah no there were so many he said wonderful he, like, males that I interacted with that were awkward or you yeah. know figuring it out that weren't creepy like you're yeah. either fucking creepy, you're either or, creepy you're or you're not. not like that's not okay with me I don't know maybe I'm being a little too defensive but that yeah. just felt like that was making creepy behavior okay in any sense of the word I'm, like, I'm guessing not right yeah. because like creepy is creepy right so yeah. like whether it's okay like it's all creepy yeah like what can you do yeah or maybe men are just naturally creepy i also just never understood the like hey baby like how has that like cat calling ever ever gotten somebody like has it I, there has to be some situations like where one day have been 600 like, years ago yeah, it like, worked on one girl we i was literally just cat called on sunday when i was playing disc golf with two other women mm-hmm. and we were out at a park near us that had like we were on a hole where the tee pad was like right by a main road of the park and there was like a truck that drove by and they literally screamed like with their arms hanging out of the window like hey baby how like w- like in like was it all alone world no there was two people in it that i could see at minimum in I this vehicle i feel like vehicle. it's so much scarier like, to be catcalled by a single man all by himself right. like this man is unhinged but like whatever it just you're driving by. What are you expecting us to? You're not expecting anything to happen of it. All you're doing is making women feel scared, scared, or like uncomfortable or angry. Like for me, I get angry. You know what I mean? Where mm. other women might be like uncomfortable now or feeling like they're on edge or feeling like they look at the surroundings, saying like, "Am I safe with who I'm with?" You know, like I know that seems so extreme, but it is so fucking stupid that that yeah. i don't know because obviously for some unknown reason yeah. i've never been cat called <laughs> <laughs> okay everybody cat calls skylar in the discord in this conversation that says give skylar comment compliments like even if go i go ahead and give even your if best, i strutted my hottest give me a second. stuff give skylar your best cat call attempt in via text or gif or meme in the Skylar compliment section on the Discord. Okay, continue. Thank you, everyone. Oh, thank you, me. It was my suggestion. Thank you, Samantha. You're welcome. Giving me some cat calls. You're welcome. A woman's deepest fear when interacting with a man is that he will literally kill her. A man's deepest fear when that interacting with a woman so crazy. is that she will humiliate him. <gasps> I will. So your fears are okay, right. but just do you <laughs> like, hear the do you hear the difference between that woman uh, afraid she will get murdered, man afraid he will be embarrassed. Yeah. Um. Hello. If history has taught us anything, it's just that literally females were so easily killed by men, especially those of color. Like women of color 
and just women in general. Like, if you had a fucking... You were property. You were property of mm-hmm. the... Like, that's why women still, to this day, take a man's name in marriage. Mm-hmm. Was because you became their property. Like... I'm taking my husband's last name. You want to be property. Yeah. <laughs> this cheeky little smile so he's got on everyone him. Everyone speak for themselves. Everyone do and you. Some people love that tradition and mm. still, and they don't feel the connection with the history of it. I myself don't, I don't love the fact that I don't love it. It's not, it doesn't, you're not going to get rid of your last name. doesn't resonate with me. No. Um, Neither him, his, or my last name is that great. You guys great. can invent Anyways, a new one together, right? We've thought about it. We have, and so have the kids. Rodriguez. We've thought about it, uh, but anyways, yeah. I mean, it's just scythe. Like listening, like even back to like um, kings and queens and things like that. Like this, kings didn't like the fucking women. They were just eh, killer, killer, eh, killer. And get a new one. Eh, fucking killer. It's fine. Or like, ah, oh, you know, she healed me with this magical soup that made me feel better. Witch killer. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody batted an eye. They were just like, yeah, all right, she's she's yeah. probably she's probably I mean, crazy. There, I, I always thought about this. There's got to be people that were hanging around that were like, this isn't good. You yeah. know, like, I'm have sure. Have there been good people but in history? But men were in charge for yeah. so long and. still quite frankly, still are mm-hmm. in most circumstances. And, you know, fucking powers, power. Women only make up one quarter of the government. Mm-hmm. Marina and the Diamonds taught me that. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Anyways, this was a very serious conversation, but it's interesting to think of. It's so on the kind of hard side, to come into with no sort of heads up on it, but I, I just love randomly it. found it earlier. Yeah. So cool. on the flip side of men being creepy, I found another thing called Are You Unknowingly Repelling People? <laughs> <laughs> um my YouTube analytics currently <laughs> say yes. <laughs> so like in romantic relationships, you know what like the ick. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, where one day you look at them and you're just like, oh, God. Like, suddenly oh. you're just grossed out by everything they do. I... Okay. I've gotten the ick before with past boyfriends. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like... Just, like, one day a switch flipped and everything they did annoyed you. And then, like, you were not attracted to them anymore. I... Yeah, okay. You just I saying? found one. I had to, I had to think you for had to a think second. Think about it for yeah. a second. I I've, think... been, I've been in a lot of long-term relationships and like I'm a Virgo, so I feel like I might be really prone to the ick. I feel like I'm a I'm a Virgo ascendant and I feel like I find my ick in those people immediately and I either stay with them and love all of the ick or I don't. So it doesn't feel like one day it mm-hmm. just switches and I'm like I hate this person. Like it's like <laughs> I've hated all these things from the start, but I love them now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I see the ick immediately, but my Libra moons I was like Give him a chance. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> so, um, basically, he was talking about things like body odor, oh. nose blowing at the dinner table, loud oh. talking in public spaces, blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was talking about how, like, would it, could tiny things ruin a relationship for you? Yeah. Um, so, because it says, no, yeah, it says a lot of people think that only big problems we should worry about, like addiction, cheating, lack of integrity. <laughs> it says like when it comes to small things, people feel guilty for being so annoyed. Yeah. 
Like, I feel I guilty have... about being annoyed at random things that they don't have control over. Like, I would Same. feel guilty. Same. Like, George has isms and things that he does that, like, I'm aware that they bother me, but it's something that he just inherently does that he doesn't really have control over. And sometimes they bother me more than others. And then I also recognize there are certain things that he does that don't bother me that I'm wondering, like, why that doesn't bother me, but some of the other ones do. And it's just... Mm-hmm. I feel like it also depends on what kind of mood I am in. If I'm, like, short-tempered or I'm having a hard day, like, whatever, emotionally, mentally, like, some of those things tend to bother you more than others. But even then, like, no, I don't think that I would end something like that. And I want to mention, we're seven years in, and that man's body odor, even in the roughest of shape, I am still completely attracted to. Hey, whatever testosterone, pheromone things he's got going on, I'm, like, in it to win it. Um, But, like, I have... I can think back to one or two short-lived relationships where Mm -hmm. it was, was, like... I don't know if it was like breaking up for the little things, but it was like little things start to add up. Yeah, maybe it wasn't as big of reasons as some of the other relationships ending, but I don't think mm-hmm. I feel like you're someone that definitely would have ended things on little things. Yeah. Yeah. And have for sure. <laughs> and I have for and sure. Then I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. So basically this article was talking about how Uh, what we find unpleasant are behaviors that are likely to spike our cortisol. So it says, like, so even behaviors that you consider understimulating, like being trapped in a boring conversation that you always have with your partner. Okay. It said even things that are understimulating actually, like, release cortisol, like, into our bodies. And, like, when we feel annoyed and flooded with cortisol, Mm -hmm. we cannot connect with that person. Yeah. So it says, like, a lot of people don't realize, like, let's say you're with your partner and everything they do recently is annoying you. It said, like, the cortisol effect will, like, spiral it. Like, you're not actually annoyed at these things. Like, you just have cortisol flooding through you at all times. Mm, interesting. And it said it will literally ruin your life if you don't get it under control. Mm, interesting. And how do they suggest you get it under control? Oh, God. Uh, if only it was that simple. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they gave <laughs> us 10 tips. Okay. <laughs> what are they so tip one is like use the serenity prayer as your guide like accept things you cannot change blah 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 Mm -hmm. and all that so like okay i'm already starting off feeling a little yeah underwhelmed underwhelmed yeah the cortisol is spiking yeah at these tips yeah exactly uh number two was applying the pleasantness equation um I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, maybe, like, thinking about, like, the things that you like in a person. Oh, yeah. Is the sum of the behaviors impact on me net positive, net neutral, or net negative? Right. So, like, if you are, like, looking at someone and you're like, do I, I I, I can't be be with this person anymore, you have to, but you can't figure out why, you have to, like, literally add up everything that annoys you about them. (laughs) And then just do it mathematically. Yeah. Three, notice your reactions and behaviors and ask yourself, is this spiking my cortisol? (laughs) But like for someone oh like me, oh my god! Every time you do something that annoys me, I'm gonna tell you my you're spiking cortisol, my cortisol. Yeah, my cortisol is through the roof. Uh, for appreciate that behaviors that provoke disgust, <laughs> such as having poor personal hygiene or bad table manners, are near universally unpleasant. Yeah, I just yeah. It says that um, different people have different levels of sensitivity to disgust, and I and I thought that was interesting because. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I am someone that can handle a really high level of disgust at some points and mm-hmm. can handle zero. It really depends on where I'm at. Yeah. I believe that. What about you? I feel like you feel that way about yourself as well. I feel that way about my... I think I was talking about <laughs> Um, What was the question? <laughs> so, like, do you have, like, a high tolerance to disgust? No. Disgust? I guess it depends. Like, you said personal hygiene and that... That was just an example. Um, But it could be anything. Like, disgust to, like... The state of a room, table manners. No, like. I have a very low tolerance for disgust. Um, I am kind of a fucking monster about it. And it's been difficult in certain situations of my life because I can't control other people. And so I can only control myself and how I react to other people. And sometimes they do it better than others. Um, I'm especially very low tolerance when it comes to settings of a room or um, interactions with personal space. Like, that to me is really important. And so when other people don't, like, vibe the same way as me, like, I can find that, like, I just have very low tolerance for it. But when it comes to, like, mannerisms or things like that, I don't know. I think I'm kind of just, like, low tolerance for it all. I, have I think to, like, you're damaged. I think I have to literally be like obsessed with you and to find nothing wrong with you. Um, yeah. Now this was the most interesting thing to me. It says this was number five. It takes time, lots of time, to feel reconnected with someone whose behavior has been unpleasant. It says it takes a while for the stress hormones that are activated when we see that person mm-hmm. to reset. So the longer you've been exposed to someone's unpleasantness, the more time you need in the absence of unpleasantness in order to recalibrate and reconnect. Oh my god, this is so relatable. Because, like, haven't you just been around someone once and been like, this person is so fucking awful, I never want to be around them again. But they were just awful that one time. No, no, well, they're just, like, months go by and then you have to be around them again and you start thinking, like... It can't be that bad. Like, maybe I was overreacting, like, or, you know, like, I'll be fine. And then you're around him again, and you're like, this is, this is bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> My cord is But, all, like, yeah. you start to but think But your body about, resets. Yeah, you, yeah, you're just like, okay, well, I'll try it again. Like, I thought, like, leaving, leaving, being around mm. someone the last time, being like, I'll never be around this person again. And then, do, oh, well, okay, this person will be here, but it's it'll suck, but not really. And then you're around him again. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that. Is this something you would do? Ask for feedback? It says, just as we can't tickle ourselves, we typically can't see our own unpleasant behaviors. Yeah. It says, uh, approach someone you trust will communicate compassionately with you and mm-hmm. ask them which of your behaviors they appreciate and which disgust them. Yeah, I mean, I think I've done this a lot in my relationships because I'm one to want to point out things that are bothering me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I understand. Feel free to say what's and bothering I, you about exactly, me. Exactly, exactly. It doesn't always go well, but no. um, you know, I think open communication is really important. And so, when there's something that's been, you know, if I, I'm really like understanding too, when it's something that you literally can't control, if it's something that like maybe I think if they were aware it was bothering me, that hopefully they would change. But I also, I'm, I think I've pretty much opened it up to anyone that I'm around at least romantically, I'm not sure about otherwise, but like, hey, if there's something that's bothering you, let me know and I'll see if I can... <laughs> I'll like, see what I can do. And if it's something 
like, you know, like that I literally, like a habit I've had for years and like I'm trying to break and I can't, like there's, you know, there's only so much I can do, but if it's something simple, then I'm trying to think of an example, but I can't think of anything right now. What about you? I don't take no, criticism no, very I was like, well. I don't think you would ever open any sort of conversation up. However, it's so funny because you literally drew me to you and I am a critical monster. I know. Well, I like to be, okay, this is what's funny about me. I like to be ahead of the curve, right? And you put me ahead of the curve. That's true. You let me know like exactly what all is wrong with me, whether or not I change. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But I I feel like I'm ahead of the curve, right? Like I like to be ahead of my enemies. One step. Because you know, I'm not your enemy. I'm giving you the information that your enemies (laughs) might present to you. So you can go, um, sis, I already know that. So fuck you. You know, so you're welcome. My friend, that I always hang out with. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about him yeah. is, is that he has like a way of, he's a Gemini. Okay. So I think this might be like a Gemini talent of <laughs> inserting something that they're low key upset about, mm-hmm. but also like it's no big deal. And then like flooding you with like four other sentences, mm-hmm. but like inserting one thing, you can't even respond to it because mm. then you'll seem crazy mm. if you respond to that one little sentence, but okay. it's surrounded by four bigger sentences. Okay. Is that something you do? Probably. <laughs> Is that Gemini trait? I, I mean, I could see that. I could see that being something Gemini-esque. Doesn't that seem very Gemini? But where were you going with this? So like, and apparently... As long as the criticism is buried, I can take it. Oh, well, good to know. Okay, great. So, like, as long as as it's It's... just, like, sprinkled in, but it's not the main point, Mm, I can handle criticism. And I, like, literally had to write that down. I was like, I can take criticism in micro doses, like drugs. If it's sprinkled around normal conversation. (laughs) If it's literally sugar-coated. if you want me to do that for you, babe, I can do that for you. Um, Well, I'd rather not be criticized (laughs) at all, ever, for any reason. It's going to be criticism (laughs) with me, again. Um, I don't have time. Also, it says uh, this one's important. I and like this is something important for all of us to think about and reset every once in a while. Are, are says, you ready, everybody? It's important. Think about important. it. Listen up. It if says, you've gotten distracted, don't minimize the impact of your unpleasant behaviors on others. Because obviously, we see so much stuff about how other people annoy us, other mm-hmm. men creep us out, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. But, you know, every once in a while, you know, we got to do the thing where we look at ourselves and Absolutely. say, "What about me is disgusting." I do that every fucking day. So, yes. I didn't think it was that Uh, important. But maybe it is. It says... But yeah, like, I think if if 100% of the creeps around the world took some time to be like, what about me as creepy, maybe we would be better. Basically, the article says that, let's say someone asks you to change multiple disgusting behaviors. (laughs) It says, consider that perhaps there are multiple ways in which you are terrible. (laughs) I know, right? I love that. And then Um, the last tip is literally, if you can't change your unpleasant behaviors, please see a therapist. Because you can't do it on your own. Okay. I feel that, for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, and it also depends. Like, somebody's unpleasant behaviors to one person might be somebody else's fucking beauty mark to another. One man's trash is another man's potpourri. Am I right? You're right. (laughs) Right. Um... So, yeah, I think and it's really interesting, too, to, like, think about, again, what are some of the bad traits? Like, what are some of the undesirable traits? Like, you know, mm-hmm. is it 
is it hygiene? Because sometimes that's a make or break. You know what I mean? Is it hygiene's important? For me, but I've allowed myself to be with some guys that mm-hmm. had no hygiene. I can't. I can't do it. And in fact, one of the only relationships I've ever ended was because of like one of the main factors was because personal of poor, hygiene. Poor hygiene, yeah. And and it's just kind of sad. I'm simple. Wash your body with soap. Yeah, sometimes wash that's your, really fucking hard for people. Wash to do. your hair and wash your beanie. Yeah. <laughs> I ask for nothing more, and yeah. some people are not meeting that. Yeah, they really aren't. Um, yeah, I'm very lucky. George is very cleanly and cleanly. <laughs> like he is just, <laughs> he keeps it squeaky. He does shower. No, I keep it squeaky. You know. Hmm. Yeah. I think, I'm trying to think, uh, like, what, what... And he's very clean-shaven and things like that, too. Like, I really like that about him, and I think... I'm not. You're repulsive. I literally <laughs> will allow, like, no. my beard to grow, like, three inches on my face. It's looking face. nice right now, and it's nice and, like, you know, it's got, got a nice Trimmed up? Cut. Yeah, I think you look... I've been practicing right with my beard for, like, two years now, mm, so... Okay, well. We'll see what's going on with that. Um, I'm trying to think of something is super annoying about me. I do. I, I know. Some, I know something super annoying about me. If you're, if you have to think, I do know what it, what it is about oh, okay, me. Okay, go ahead. If I, I've noticed like whenever I would go over to like a guy's house or mm-hmm. whatever, I don't. In like, I don't know why I do this. Take a shit immediately. First of all, yes. Oh. <laughs> Ow. I didn't see that one as a problem. No. <laughs> now you should. But for some reason, I. Can't. Is it still recording? It is. Yeah. Um. I got a phone call. Sorry. Like, I'll get a glass of water and like, I'll be like walking around their house, like whatever, drinking mm. and I'll set that cup down and I won't be able to find it. Mm. I can't find my things and then I have to get another cup. Mm. And then okay. suddenly I have like four cups mm-hmm. at someone's house and I find that behavior of mine extremely annoying, mm-hmm. but I can't help it. I've set a cup down. I can't find oh, yeah, it. Yeah, that's so annoying. I know. Um, You're so annoying. I, if we're talking about terrible things about us, that's the worst thing about me. <laughs> Um, I find something about myself that's very repulsive that I've tried to quit doing for a very long time is biting my fingernails or bite, not biting my fingernails, so like chewing on my skin and my fingers, um, and picking at my skin. It's like BFRB. I've got like really bad, um, you know, anxious or. Is it calming when you chew or does it make it worse? Uh, it depends. It's something I've always done and i was constantly like harped on or yelled at as a kid to stop picking things or Mm -hmm. stop pulling or biting my fingernails like it's a whole thing we've talked about it on the podcast before but i know when i'm around somebody else doing it that i'm repulsed and like i think it's disgusting and i know that when i'm doing it it's disgusting i'm not always aware that i'm doing it and that's the problem is like I've done it so much my whole life that, like, I could be doing it and I'm literally not aware consciously that I'm doing it. Maybe I'm doing something else and I don't realize it or I'm, like, in the zone and or I can't stop. Like, I physically feel like I can't stop. So I know that that's something repulsive that I don't <laughs> like about myself as well as I know that I've been in multiple, you know, friendships or romantic partnerships where they have also expressed like their want for me to stop because maybe they don't find it repulsive but maybe it makes them anxious or whatever it is you know 
Um, and mm. George is pretty nice about it. And I've asked him to like, just kindly, like if we're in long car trips or things like that and I start doing it or whatever, if I'm near him instead of like, you know, maybe reacting or like snapping at me or whatever that he just like kindly takes his hand and like you pulls my hand whore. down. Well, like it's literally like I was told a lot, like stop, stop biting, stop biting your fingers, stop biting, stop picking at your skin or stop doing this or that. And so it's kind of like a trigger Mm -hmm. Um, because I want to stop. Like it's, if I, if I could, I would, you know? Um, and I'm literally in therapy, like trying to stop, like, you know, self mutilating basically. Uh, and so that's something I know that Mm -hmm. is disgusting about myself and that, especially in times like these where like the worst thing you want to do is stick your fucking fingers in your mouth. You know what I mean? Well, I told you when I was little, my mom told me that if I bit my nails, I would get a parasite and it would eat me from the inside out. If only, if only Rocky would. (laughs) I 100% believed her. I was like, no shit. Really? On God, no cap. (laughs) So, yeah, I, I, uh, even if I tried to bite my nails, I can't, physically cannot bite through them because I'm so weak. <laughs> That's sad. That might be a nutritional problem. I'm not sure. Or I have amazing nails that just literally can't be bit through. Yeah, I think I've talked about it before. Like, I used to literally pick at my wall. Like, I had such a fixation over um picking, picking at, things. at things i mean again i got a virgo ascendant i'm you had a fidget toy sun. at one point right i still have like squishies that like if i um need to or like if i'm feeling super anxious i have in my desk drawer that i'll just like have my hands to do something with i also have like these um like weird squishy long Things that I can, like, tie into knots. I don't know. (laughs) Um, They're, like, little noodle worms that I can just, A noodle worm. (laughs) noodle worm. Um, But sometimes that just doesn't do the trick. Or I literally don't even realize that I need to be using them, you know, until someone tells me, like, to Mm -hmm. stop or whatever. But anyways. Yeah. Well, luckily we're... um, I'm perfect in every way. Luckily we're perfect in every way. Yeah. So, and according to this article, psych, I take it back. <laughs> and for all you men out there, don't worry. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. You will always be creepy to women. Um, what else did we touch on? Um, everything your partner hates about you, they will hate for a long time until you change and get the cortisol out of their body. I cannot wait for you to do something that is like so annoying to me <laughs> and just be like, my cortisol, my cortisol is through the is fucking through the roof. roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <sighs> anyways um thank you all speaking of uh people that annoy us or don't annoy us mm-hmm. um everyone who's not supporting us annoys us speaking of and people that quarrels, give us no disgust they give us yeah their pheromones and testosterone the pheromones are so good we can smell we can it smell through smell the supporter list um this is a list of the people that support this podcast and we want to thank them so much for doing so the list of people who love us more than anyone else who's listening is Karen R, Stacy, Teresa D, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Lindsay M, Julie C, Dominic B, Phil K, Amy F, Jesse D, 
David B., Jesse H., and Catherine L. Thank you all so much for supporting this podcast. We truly appreciate that not only that you listen consistently, but that you want to financially support us. So thank you so, so much. Uh, if you would like to support this podcast, you can do so for a dollar a month, $5 a month, even $10 a month. And you can do that by going to anchor.fm slash speaking of which, or there should be a link in the description of the podcast platform that you are listening to this on, Uh, as well as if you would like to help us and you can't financially or don't want to financially support us, which we totally understand, (laughs) um, is you can go and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, obviously five stars. We always love a random fucking five-star review. Like, literally don't even mention our names or anything. Just put something super random Uh, It gives us a really good chuckle. And also, if you were looking at the five-star reviews and it didn't make sense, wouldn't you want to listen to that podcast? Um, If also you want to support us, you can share any of these episodes or our podcast with a friend or on your social media platforms. It truly helps us so much uh, because people will be like, who the fuck are those people? What is this? Uh, And then lastly... If you want, you can join our Discord. It is free mm-hmm. to join, and it is just a fun little Message me convo. for a link. Somebody put a really good suggestion into the suggested episode. Okay. Did you see that I'm this morning? I'm not sure if I saw it. What is it? It says, do an episode where you deep dive into a celebrity's needle chart, or better yet, Skylar's. And then I thought maybe we could just roast me <laughs> with my needle chart. If you're, if you're up for it, I... I could prepare some stuff to talk about because, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I wasn't I, sure if he would, like, on the fly it, look at stuff and be like, that looks damaging. I would be really afraid to say something that was actually too triggering for you. Because, like, one of my ethics or one of the things that I go by as far as, like, the way that I look at natal charts is that, like, I don't allow other people to be in on me doing, like, readings. Because mm-hmm. something might come up that you just don't realize is... Gonna mm-hmm. be like you might be like, oh my god, I trust them with everything. I tell them everything. It's fine. And I then, trust like, all of my anonymous listeners with and, everything yeah, about and then me. Something comes up, and you're just like, hmm. So I think I would prepare some things that were like lighthearted, yeah, trolling. That Do you know what fun. I mean? So that, that it doesn't fun. get However, too I feel traumatic. Like, I feel like the best place to deal with trauma is live on air. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess we could like edit out anything that's too saucy. I that. I, yeah, I could we come, come back. With, I could even come up with just like five things that five I things. feel like we could fucking roast you on, um, as well as looking at a the thing about looking at celebrity charts that I'm very specific about, just so the listeners understand, is that my my ethics are definitely to discover and to learn and to explore as many charts as possible. And especially if they're in the public eye and you have access to their natal chart free game. But I don't like is those astrologers out here that are like, you know, mm-hmm. this person exposed or look at how their life is going. Like this, you know, I don't like like taking and using it to... Yeah. Expose someone or to find exploit instead exploit. of yeah, exactly. Exploit instead of explore. Exact exactly. So if we were, I would love to explore and I'm doing it all the time. Like I'm literally watching The Bachelorette with my grandma and I'm mm. like finding all of as their many charts. like as many things about them as I can astrologically. If I can't find their charts, then I'm like looking for clues so that I can like whatever. I do it all the time. So I would love to incorporate 
celebrity. So if okay, here's you have the suggestions. Thing. Put them in the yeah, suggestion yes, box. Yes, 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 yes. In the suggested episodes list of uh, conversation in our Discord, give us who like your top three picks for diving into celebrity birth charts. Because I would absolutely love to do that. Mm. And I think that even though Skylar knows like pretty basics of astrology, like I think that you would still have a ton to like talk about with it too. So I think it would be a Just good... osmosis. I can parrot things I've heard you say. Well, especially too though, like if we picked celebrities that you were really um, knowledgeable Into. on, you could bring a lot to the table just like on connecting certain aspects of who they are and like their life circumstances kind of thing. So I'm down. I'm, I'm down, picking well. me as my favorite celebrity. <laughs> I'm just saying like Hillary Duff would be a good one for oh you. Oh my God, I'm shit. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We love you and we'll see you next time. Don't be a fucking creep.